Hi, this is Keto Carl, and I'm here with my friends Keto Richard and Keto Carrie. How are you guys? Hey there. Uh, is that my name now? Keto Richard. Keto Richard. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I am Richard Morris from yes, uh, you are. Canberra, Australia, and I've been and ketogenic that- for so <laughs> long. Yeah, way so long. And Carrie and I are from Connecticut, and uh, we've done this podcast 200 times before this show. We've been gone for two years, and we only did two episodes in those two years that we were gone. But we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Dudes. Welcome back, dudes. Welcome back to everybody. I mean, it's really funny that when we usually say welcome back to the show, but you didn't go anywhere. You know, we're the <laughs> ones that went away. <laughs> so, well. well, in the past two years, nobody went anywhere. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, let's explain why we're coming back and to what extent and how often and everything. So, Richard and I started talking about the reasons that we took that long hiatus. And, you know, for you, Richard, it was going back to school and you really needed to concentrate because you got one it's chance. It's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah. Very hard work. It was a lot harder than I expected. But the good news is that uh, I graduated in Ju- uh, July of last year of 2020, uh, yeah. my Bachelor of Science, and I decided to go back for another year and do an honours. So, um, and I graduated that this July. So, uh, so I'm taking a bit of a break from school uh, for six months before I start a master's. Um, I've got some papers to finish up uh, to publish, um, some uh, scientific studies uh, that uh, that I'm a co-author on. Um, so I'm going to do that over the next six months and uh, and get in some podcasts again. Very good. So that's good. Um, one, one of the reasons that I stopped is because I had to focus on my personal issues, you know, my financial issues. So I had stopped becoming a developer uh, for a while. And uh, that's what I do. You know, I'm a software mm. developer. Yeah. So I needed to jump back in with both guns ablazing. And I did that. And uh, I'm in a much better place now. So I can afford the time to do uh, a podcast. Uh, you know, we're going to try every week, maybe every other week, mm-hmm. something like that. We don't really yeah. know. Yeah. And Carrie's Carrie. She's been around the whole time. She's like, you know, I've just been here waiting, guys. Um, got my <laughs> recipes and <laughs> waiting I'm on just y'all. sitting in my little forest collecting cats while you went off and did life. And collecting is the right word. How many cats do you have now, Carrie? Now I have seven. So I've gained two since we went off air. Wow. Um, Jemima and Mr. Buttersworth, a.k.a. Buster. Were you craving pancakes at the time? (laughs) 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 Curious. Actually, so I named – so Jemima and Buster are brother and sister. So I named Jemima because I just thought that was a really cute name. And then somebody else said, then you have to call the other one Mr. Buttersworth. And I didn't know why, but I went, that's actually really cool. So, yes. And then, you know, in the the week after, (laughs) in the week after, like I was getting lots of of heat on social media because it was around the same time that there was the Aunt Jemima racist crisis. Yeah. Um, yep. So then I got a lot of stick for that, but I'm like, it's a cat, and 
and it's yes. a name and a like cat, let's, not pancakes. Oh, oh let's move on. <laughs> so speaking of diners, because we were just talking about pancakes, uh, everybody wants to know apparently if if Richard and I are opening a diner called Two Keto Dudes. Because so, Carl and I actually met in a diner. It was uh, in I Waffle think two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah, my, my buddy Carl, uh, Mark Miller uh, said yeah. to me, uh, "I've got a friend named Carl Franklin, and Carl Franklin wants to have pancakes. Come have pancakes. Let's have pancakes. I really want pancakes. Richard, come on, let's go get pancakes. This is." Yeah. Uh, this is a, an interpretation a new, of how, how Miller sounds when he wants pancakes. He's and, a little frenetic. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And, and so, uh, so and he said, oh, my, my, my friend Carl Franklin's got a car. We can go get pancakes. And this was back in 2002, I think, when yeah, I used to eat maybe. pancakes. Yeah, about, about yeah. my most diabetic. Carl would, have, that, Carl would have seen me at my most diabetic. And yeah. uh, so we had pancakes with all the fixings and uh, – and uh, that's where Carl and I met. I think they were technically waffles, but uh, but waffles at the Waffle House. But it was a diner, and it we the diner. reason that people are asking us this is because we have a new graphic for our website and for our Facebook and Patreon and Instagram and Twitter that is a, a sort of a composite photo of this old diner, and we scrubbed out the word diner on the top of you know the the top part of the diner and put two keto dudes in neon lights. And there's a little, uh, blackboard, a chalkboard on the right that had specials on it. And we, uh, we, we pasted the ketone symbol on that. And, uh, and then we took a, uh, us standing in front of the Alamo. We scrubbed that out of that picture and stuck so, it onto this one. So it looks like we're so standing in front actual- of a diner. It's not an actual diner, people. We're not. We're no. not opening up a, a food truck or a diner. Or... No, we're not. Well, not this year, anyway. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it would be impossible because we live in different countries. <laughs> but true, it is a fun picture, though. It's fun to look at. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of new graphics uh, and new things, we've done some work on the ketogenic forums. To get them working again, we had a we had a mail problem, a problem where people couldn't register. Yeah, yeah. we had a mail problem that uh, for some reason we had some old email addresses in there, and and the company we were paying to 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 send mail. So so the forum sends a digest. If you ask it to, it'll send you a digest every week of everything that's happened since you were last on the forum. And also we use mail to – you can actually post on the forum using mail um, if you can right. work out the trick. And it also uses mail to send people their passwords. And if you lose the your Registration process, you have to validate yourself. Yeah. yeah. So so they they – just in the middle of December, I think December 17 in 2020, decided uh, that we were persona non grata. They they were quite happy to take our money, but they just didn't mm. want to send any mail out. So so that was right. a major problem until we I, we had to um, manually clean up the the database of old email right. addresses um, <clears throat> that we 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 purchased a list. Of, we basically sent our email list to a company that told us which ones were bad, and so. Uh, so we cleaned it up, and then uh, as soon as we got the mail working, <laughs> uh, the forum fell over. 
it for a week. It's kind of like what happened to everybody after they've been stuck in their houses, you know, and now everybody's out and summer's here and everybody's got a shot and ah! it's just like nuts. Oh, don't talk about the vaccine. 15 million, well, I'm really talking about email. 15 million emails went out, like tried to get stuff through this thing all at the same time. And yeah, it brought the forum to its knees for a couple of days. Literally 15 million tasks. I had to go in and yeah. blow away 15 million tasks of uh, of the of the ketogenic forum system trying to send out an email and then failing and trying to, you know, adding a second task to send out an email down the road. And yeah. right. <clears throat> anyway, so the it, forum is nice and snappy now, which is awesome. Yes, it is. And uh, we should talk about Patreon a little bit too because the way that we've got this working is we have not one, not two, but three Patreons. So mm-hmm. here's what it is. My Patreon is now covering the podcast, which means um, hosting, editing, and social media for the podcast mm-hmm. and for Two Keto Dudes. Uh, Richard's Patreon is handling the forum. So if mm-hmm. you want to support ketogenic forums, Richard's got that Patreon there. And Carrie's Patreon is all about recipes. If you love Carrie, if you love her recipes and you wanted to stick around and support her. So for, for my Patreon, for the, for the two keto dudes, Patreon, uh, we simplified it because we really couldn't figure out what to do for rewards. We want to give everybody everything, right? The only thing that we have that we, that we can give is early access to the podcast once it's been recorded and edited. So essentially what it is, we have a $5 tier for the forum badge, just like we did before. You get a badge in the forum, say support the dudes. And for $20 a month, you get early access to the podcast. So you might get it a couple of days ahead, sometimes one day, maybe three days, depending on when we record, when we edit. But you'll be able to hear the two Keto Dudes podcast episodes before anybody else does. So that's it. Is there anything that you guys want to say about your Patreon tiers? My Patreon tiers are for the forum. What I've got is uh, you get a, a badge on the forum if you look at the actual tiers. Uh, there's different kinds of badges. I'm going to work out something for the for the top level tier that's a little bit better access. But uh, um, for the most part, um, the forum is free. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that's what it comes down to. Um, uh, yeah. I've been so if you want bills. to support the forum. <clears throat> I've been paying the bills for that for the past couple of years, and and yep. um, the uh, so so it's, it's essentially Patreon helps me pay um, the forum bills. So um, the, the pay, as I say, the forum is free. Um, you don't have to be a Patreon to access the forum. Um, uh, I'm very grateful for those people who uh, do support the Patreon um, because their support allows me to keep it going. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, and it's um, it's uh, Patreon.com. Uh, slash ketogenic forums. I should mention the actual link. Great. We'll put the link in the show notes. And my Patreon, I have three levels. I have a $4, which is you just want to help. Um, but we are, Richard is going to make a badge. So in the forums, you will have a recipe badge if you are supporting the recipe Patreon. Um, Then I have a $9 level, which will give you early access to all the things I create. So all the recipes and videos and anything else that I do, you will get early access to. And then I have a $14 level, which gives you the early access, but it also gives you um, 
access to a private Facebook group where we hang out and, you know, you get you get um, pictures of my cats that no one else sees. And, <laughs> you know, cat what photos. Are, yes, not, it's not just cat photos, but kind of, you know, sneak yeah. peeks into what I'm up to and, and right. we, we, you know, just hang out as a little private group. So those are my three tiers. Do you have any pictures of you in your kitchen covered in flour? Just like flour <laughs> everywhere? I, I bet that those pictures don't exist because you keep <laughs> such a clean kitchen. Uh, I, I certainly try. Yeah. So that brings us to the next part of the show where we're checking in. We want to know how did we all do? How have we been for the last two years? How do we do during the first wave of this pandemic? And I do say first wave because we think there's another one coming. We don't. And here's the thing. And this is what Richard was ribbing me about a bit ago. We we don't want to turn this into the two keto COVID show, you know. We we want to we do talk about some things that we know about COVID and vaccines and stuff, but not so much. I mean, we, we want it to be relevant to type two diabetics. We're here for the type two diabetic. We're here to help people heal themselves with food and uh, have some support, have some recipes, and uh, hear some success stories. We uh, did a we did a COVID show in March 2020, so that consider that our COVID show. But the right. um, I mean, we're not experts in in immunology, in virology, in biochemistry. Oh, actually, no. Oh I, yeah, we well, yeah, have a little bit of expertise in biochemistry, <laughs> and that did include some immunology and virology, but uh, only one only one subject on the, yeah. on the matter but but you can expect us to talk knowledgeably about what we are knowledgeable about so um we're not going to convince anyone to to take a vaccine or not to take a vaccine um you know yeah it's not not it's not our show that's not as that's not plenty our expertise, shows, so plenty of other shows talking about that so who wants to go first Carrie how'd you do during the pandemic well it was a rough year. It was a very rough year, but probably not for the same reasons as it was a rough year for most people. Um, I I think a lot of you know that I live in a forest in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut, <laughs> and um, and I basically didn't see anybody, so the chances of me catching COVID were extremely low. Right. And um, and my life didn't from that regard life didn't really change much for me i'm an introvert right. i was perfectly happy being in my little forest doing my recipes and the other stuff that i do and it it didn't really change for me however there there was some things that happened that made life incredibly stressful um there was also the you know when out of the three of us, I was the one that was kind of working in the keto space. And, you know, people, my in my experience, a lot of people just left Facebook, I either left Facebook and or left keto. I think I, from, yeah. from what I saw on social media, a lot of people really, really struggled because of what was happening with COVID. There was a lot of stress, a lot of people – found it very difficult to stay on the keto train because of all the other things that were going on. 
for various reasons. And so the, the keto <laughs> landscape in social media really, really changed. So sales, you know, people were not visiting the blog. People were not participating in the Facebook groups. Uh, people were not, were no longer buying keto things because a lot of people just stopped. They just went right. back to, to the sad just because of all the, the stress and, and other factors. And so that for me made it kind of, that was one thing that was a struggle was that people were no longer buying cookbooks. And I did launch a bunch of masterclasses, which were, were very successful, but they weren't as successful as they would have been had everybody been, you know, still on the keto train and participating. So financially last year, um, kind of got a bit sticky for me. Um, but. So I pivoted my, my kind of how I dealt with it was that I pivoted to commercial food photography. So, cause yeah. I've been, photography has been my kind of side passion for a very, very, very long time. And I've done all my own photography for the blog and the cookbooks. The cookbooks. Yeah. Um, and then on the side, I used to road trip and do a ton of landscape photography, which also and took fate. a and lots and of feet, feet photography. <laughs> if, that, if that's what you're into. <laughs> In the kitchen with the food, with the shoes off, if that's what you, you're into. Did She's you have to bring that up, Richard? She's blushing. <laughs> I am. I don't like your me. feet shots. I'm an introvert too, and I would, I, I'm totally into. Hey, oh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, Anyway, so I I moved into uh, commercial food photography, and so that actually I I the second half of twenty twenty was was um, mostly taken up with commercial food photography. It, yeah. it entailed a very large learning curve for me because I've not done. I've always shot in natural light, so I had to switch to artificial light. And there's a whole, wow, learning about light and studio setups and backdrops and all of this stuff. And I didn't have anywhere to do it, so I actually now have a, a makeshift studio set up in my living room. So I have like 13 tripods in my living room permanently <laughs> now and wow. like two, you know, big girl cameras and like – more lights and you can shake a stick at. And so that was kind of my pivot. And that was how I survived the pandemic yeah. was um, financially and kind of mentally. I have to say that the this really helped me. I had this massive learning curve. I'm a perfectionist, so I, I wasn't going to kind of tackle it half-heartedly. I kind of went all in mm. and got all the equipment I needed and and took all the classes and figured out what to do. And um, and it really, really helped me. It kept me focused. It gave me something to learn about. It was something I could be really successful at. Um, while everything while while what I had been doing kind of ground to a halt because yeah. people were struggling and people were for whatever reason, not looking for help in the keto space. I also think there was a lot of noise that got introduced in with the word keto. It became a buzzword. It became hot. I noticed they started talking about it on Food Network. 
like, you know, uh, you, you know, the low carb, the keto thing, but just in passing, like they, they want to get the buzzword in. So I also noticed crappy products at uh, Costco that have the word keto emboldened on them that are just like terrible. Yep. Yeah. Um, though, so I think that there's some, there's much more confusion now about what keto is and what the low carb, high fat lifestyle is and doing it right is if finding a way to do it right is really difficult. Yeah. There's cause there's so much noise. Yeah. One of the things that you probably notice is that, uh, every year, uh, there's a report of the top 50 diets and it yeah. always comes out that keto is last on this list. And you'll right. see commentary by dietitians and by people who are active in the food space saying, oh, keto is now out. It was a fad. And here's the thing. They're, they are used to diets coming and going like fashion trends. Right. And these are fashion influences, but just for food. And so what they are doing is they're saying, oh, the pumpkin diet is out. The, the kale, kale and salt diet is in or whatever it <laughs> yeah, is. And right. it'll be a thing. And it'll be a, it'll be a crock of, uh, bull, a, a sheet. bull sheet. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you spell that, Carl? It's B O O L as in Boolean, true or false, and S H E E T, which is the list of things that are bool. So, so it's, so it's, yeah, so it's, so it's, so it's spelled just the way you think it is. Bool so, sheet. Yeah. Doesn't have it, doesn't it sometimes have an umlaut of the second uh, O? Bool sheet. Bool shit. Sheet. So, 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 so <laughs> you'll find that, that these diets, that these are fashion influences and they're straying into nutritional space. Yeah. And dietitians will come out saying, you know, the keto diet is, is that the fad is finally over. And they've been saying this for the past seven years while I've been keto and the diet's been keeping my diabetes at bay for seven years. Every year yeah. they come out and they say, oh, that, you know, this diet's out. The, 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 the new modified Mediterranean is, is in and, or whatever it is. Or the latest and, products that they want to sell. To, for whatever purpose, yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 not happening, people, because that's not what this is about. It's not about a fad that everybody does just because they're trying to lose weight. This is something that type two diabetics use to stop being type two diabetics and keep their toes. It's yeah. more important. It's more important than 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 a fad diet or losing weight. And the the other thing you'll see is that, uh, and you'll see this from keto influencers as well. People who are well known in the keto space are saying, "Oh, you know, I used to be keto, but now I'm now I'm writing books about fasting." Or, yeah, you know, I used to be fasting. keto, but now I, now I'm a, now, now I'm a carnivore. These right. people are not nutritional experts. These people are diet influencers and and they're looking for the next next thing and after carnivore who knows what it's going to be but you know as far as yeah. i'm concerned this is a type this is a diet for type 2 diabetics to reverse their diabetes and that's what that's that's the only right. reason i'm doing it plus it's plus it's delicious and it's easy <laughs> and all the other diets are fad the low carb high fat diet is the way humans ate for most of their existence. So yes, it's yeah, not it's the it. fad you think it is. Well, anyway, so, the point was that there's just so much there, there has been during the pandemic, this explosion of misinformation uh, across the board about what keto is. And it's been, and, and for me, if it's my turn, the uh, I'll take it. It's uh, I, I kind of got 
a little fed up with blowing against the wind. I kind of didn't want to be a two keto dude anymore. Why was that? Um, just, you know, I, I, do you ever feel like you're the keto police when you're around <laughs> your friends, you see your friends out at dinner yeah. or whatever. And they're like, they looking pizza. Furtive. <laughs> yeah, they're having a pizza. And now they're Can looking around. This? They're like trying Can to hide this? it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't judge me. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't care. I'm, yeah, right? I don't do, care yeah. what you do. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I kind of got tired of that and, and then just re-explaining over and over again, you know, the words, well, actually, I just got tired of saying them all the yeah. time. Now, and so. Actually, now, now you say it, Carl, I, I have to say that you're, I hadn't really thought out loud about that, but you're right that it did. I, you know, about four or five months into the pandemic, I also, I just had so much keto fatigue from yeah. social media from, I felt like I was, you know, swimming upstream yep. in, in a flash flood because right. there was all of this, this, uh, and I just, I, yes, I yeah. felt that too. So, you know, if you've uh, seen pictures of me, you probably noticed that I put on a few pounds and that's not, uh, it's not a surprise. The, the pandemic was hard. It was hard for me for like, it has been for probably a lot of the people that are listening to us and, and picking up this podcast after all this time, um, it, for reasons Carrie explained, you know, your 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 home. Uh, I wouldn't say that I jumped into the sad diet like completely, which but, is a uh, you know, standard American diet. <laughs> standard American skipping diet. Skipping out his yeah. acronym, please. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, the standard American diet. Um, uh, but you know, too much wine, too much cheese. Definitely. Probably too much protein. Definitely. Probably eating too early and too late. Yeah, I can see that. And then you throw in an occasional cheat meal and it's just going to snowball. Well, the other thing is that you also got COVID, which meant that you were physically fatigued all the time. Uh, and, and you couldn't do any exercise. You couldn't, you couldn't leave the house for, for one, even if you did want to exercise, you couldn't. And so, you know, this is all, these are all, uh, uh, other reasons other than what you put in your mouth that would have affected uh, affected your, your lifestyle over the past two years. Right. Well, I mean, the reason that I'm coming clean about this because I want people to identify with this, that, you know, you're not alone here. We realize that uh, many of you uh, that are listening are in that spot where it's like, okay, I'm, I'll listen to these guys, but, you know, I really like my pizza and whatever. Okay, fine. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm, I need this podcast to start back again for me just as much as you need it for you. So I'm really looking for, and I'm jumping in, you know, full, full steam. And I already have for, for the last couple of weeks. And Emmy, my daughter is also recommitting and she's Emmy doing was our really first well. Guest. Yeah. She was our first guest back in the That's day. That's right. That's right. And she's recommitting to it as well. So I also put on weight, not not as much as Carl, but it wasn't because of going to the SAD, the standard American diet. Yes. Um, I'm assuming <laughs> that my weight gain was because I had possibly the most stressful year of yeah. my life, um, which it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that that is, is what happened. And the reason I'm saying that out loud is because I'm sure 
there's a, a lot of you listeners or at least some of you listeners who identify with that and who also got to the point where they were like, okay, why am I keto? <laughs> because I'm doing all the right things. I haven't changed anything and yet right. I'm gaining weight. Like, and, and add to that the depression that a lot of people, including me, felt during the pandemic, yeah. that could have been enough to kind of kick us to just like, why? Why am I even doing this? Because I'm, you know, I'm doing all the right things, but I'm not getting the results and I'm going backwards. So why bother to keep doing the right thing? I may as well just eat, you know, all the foods that I used to love because I'm gaining weight anyway. So I just wanted to, you know, say that out loud for for those people who are experiencing that. And my 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 encouragement would be just remember that keto is not all about weight loss. It's about not losing your toes and it's about in my case, no longer having the symptoms of bipolar 2 disorder and, you know, the countless other benefits that you get from keto. So for me, that's what has, that's what kept me keto, even though I was gaining weight, I assume through stress, what kept me going was constantly having to remind myself, like, think about your brain, think about how awful it was when you had to deal with the ups and downs of bipolar think about that and, and have that as your why rather than like giving up because it feels like you're going backwards even though you're doing the right thing right. diet-wise. Diet so I guess the only one of us that uh, maintained the status quo is Richard. Well, and I, he got a degree yeah. at the same time. Two. I got two. <laughs> two degrees. So, yeah, it took me two and a half years to, to, get, to get the two degrees. But <clears throat> the other thing is that Australia didn't really have uh, COVID. So – I was able to ride. Yeah. I was riding 14k to school and back every day, and mm. and uh, so the the my lifestyle didn't change a lot. I right. had to wear masks when we were in masking lockdowns. So the nice thing about Australia having no COVID is it's a perfect experiment to be able to see what happens when there's no COVID in the environment, and it and it is introduced by somebody coming in from India or whatever. You can actually. There's so few cases that we can actually do. Um, uh, we can sequence every 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 virus that comes into the country, and you can track them. And so, so we would go into periodic uh, masking uh, mandates. Uh, and uh, I mean, the, 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 we, we're currently in one now where the whole of New South Wales, so my, my state, the Australian Capital Territory, uh, is a little island inside the middle of the, uh, the state New South Wales. Well, New South Wales, uh, uh, the ACT, my state, hasn't had a, a case of community transmission for over a year, and we, we only had one death in the entire pandemic. So um, whereas the New South Wales right now, uh, they've, they, they, they've had a couple of deaths uh, in the past week and uh, they're getting 100 new cases a day. And, and to the rest of the world, that might sound like, well, that's nothing. You can easily do that. Well, that was your pandemic in the first week as well. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the first couple of weeks was it was 100 a day. But what people didn't do, which we have the luxury of doing because we have the luxury of time, 
ahead we basically have a head start we can see what how it happens is that that we can actually um track everything come every every case every interaction between people so we've got much better detail we can actually see that two people walking past each other in in a in a shopping mall was the only interaction between two people one of which gave the other uh the the virus and this is just a it's a five second the people the people are within a meter of each other for five seconds it's it's on cctv you can actually see this is the only interaction between these two people and because we can actually sequence of the every single virus most most countries are sequencing one in a thousand of the viruses and getting a rough picture of of what the prevalence is of the different variants we we we're actually watching them uh you know with um with uh single point mutations uh between individuals and so wow uh, you know that that's the fine level of detail that you can you can do in a country it would be nice if all of us were able to do that in the first couple of weeks of the pandemic then well geographically australia is uniquely positioned to be able to close its borders right and also trade wise and is that what happened australia closed the borders yeah, so so um, the the nice thing about being at the arse end of the world is that uh, it, all of the things that happen in large populations happen elsewhere, and then they slowly migrate to you. So we had a right. we had about a three week head start where we could see what was happening everywhere else, and it hadn't yet reached us, and we made a few bad decisions but for the most part we made good decisions and we're able to shut down all traffic coming in i was literally on the on on the i was on the first flight after they started closing down flights uh so i there was no guarantee i was going to come back from denver uh in 2020 uh, from the the conference there and um a week after that, everybody who came into the country, so I was, I was required. I was given a letter that said you must stay in home quarantine for, uh, for 14 days and not come into contact with anyone. And everyone on my flight got that letter. And that was the bad decision. That, that was actually trusting people to do this kind of thing was, was the reason why a lot of countries who did that ended up with massive pandemics. Within a week of me doing that, they were finally saying, right, every single person who comes into the country goes into a government-funded hotel for 14 days where we have guards on the doors stopping you coming in and out. Right. And that's why that's why we that's why why we got through the pandemic. Um, but or that's why we had, you know, almost no no impact. Um, right. and then after uh, I think about about two months down the road, then it became uh, it was no longer the hotel wasn't funded by the government, but you had to pay it. So what it meant was if you had a if you'd paid three thousand dollars to fly to Australia, uh, you then had to pay for a three thousand dollar two week hotel visit at a at a you know at an expensive hotel um, where you you know where you were under under essentially under house arrest before you could come into the community. So that's how we managed to keep it out. But so so for me the pan you know I haven't other than a few mask requirements. Um, uh, when entering public spaces, um, when you're in close proximity with people like, you know, public transport and, and, and school classes and stuff, uh, for the most part, um, uh, I was unaffected by the pandemic. And I've been keto for my toes. And, yeah. you know, I would never, I would never, um, uh, intentionally go off keto because I, d- I really don't, I don't, um, long for that, uh, for non keto food anymore. I, Keto food is to me is is much tastier. I'd much rather eat a keto, you know, I'd much eat a, rather eat a ribeye than uh, than a yeah. hoagie. 
So, so for yeah. me, it was not so bad. Um, again, you know, I did, I did, I put my head down, but put my bum up, and and got on with a task, a very difficult task, a lot more difficult than I expected of uh, of um, doing a good job at graduating. So the way Australia is locked down, it makes me wonder. And and I know we don't want to talk about talk about the virus too much, but but it is true that this new Delta strain has really uh, got everybody on edge. Uh, stock market has gone nuts lately. Uh, there's been a big sell-off in America um, uh, because we're anticipating another pandemic among those who aren't vaccinated. And it makes me wonder if we're ever going to get to do a keto fest again. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if we do do a keto fest, is one of the items in the bag going to be a mask? <laughs> yeah, right. right. You know? <laughs> it's hard. I mean, we didn't have yeah. one in 2020. We didn't have yeah. one this year. And, uh, you know, who knows that? Is this something that you would like to see us do again, well, listeners? I, I hear people saying, you know, why don't you guys do Keto Fest? Because we're currently in the the week of the anniversary of the first ever Keto Fest and everybody's yeah. sharing photographs. Yeah. You know, Facebook, fa- Facebook likes to show me photographs on the anniversary of the death of my dog. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? They like to show, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Great. What the Thanks. hell, Facebook? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a side yeah. order of misinformation with that? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, – but but the 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 cool thing over the past week is that everybody's been sharing photos of Kidafest and saying Are you guys can ever do it again. So so the, the, I I get the feeling that that people want to do it again. I don't know whether that's part of look. I just want to get past COVID and and get back to meeting people and um you know. But but uh, it, but we do uh, want to hear from you if if this is something you'd like us to bring back. Uh, you know, let us know. Uh, let us know on social media. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you want to uh, get the word out. But if, you know, if we, we see enough interest, maybe we'll we'll think about it. Uh, there's a couple of things that are happening locally in my town. Uh, RD86, which if you were at Keto Fest, you remember, is the, the sort of the center of the universe of uh, the food experience at keto fest so this is a a restaurant slash professional kitchen slash professional production kitchen plus the place where you and i met carl that's right yeah not a diner and, and we had you <laughs> it wasn't a diner hey, for me it was just a diner a waffle house <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Robert Ramsey makes some uh, mean poached eggs for brunch. Chef so. Ramsey does. Yes, he does. But I wanted to tell you, RD86 got a makeover. So oh. what happened was during the pandemic, um, the the government through the state, some state, some federal, mostly through the state, paid restaurant owners to stay open and paid them really, really well. Like he he got some good money from the state. But he didn't stay – he stayed open, but he didn't stay open as a restaurant. Like, he didn't go to work as a chef every day. He uh, started doing events, and he started learning the craft of lighting and video and production and audio. And I've been consulting with him on gear and audio production and how nice. to get things talking to each other. And he wants to do, um, you know, production videos. He wants to do uh, – cooking stuff he wants to do uh 
you know, fun things there and events with bands. Like he bought a grand piano. Like I'm serious. He's going, he's so, gone nuts. So, so he, he kind of did the same pivot that Carrie did, except he got a grand piano in the deal. You don't, yeah. you don't have a grand piano in your living room, do you, Carrie? Yeah. No, but I, I do get to build a studio on the side of my house. Right. Nice. And nice. I pivoted too, guys. I, I went, I didn't just go back to development, but I took one of the uh, rooms in the house that was called the void. Cause that's where <laughs> things go in, but they never come out, you know? Okay. So if you remember the void, uh, it was, it was, you know, Oh, we don't go in there kind of room. Um, I cleaned up that whole room. I took some old, uh, I moved the studio out of the, the Duarte building in new London. And I moved across the hall to the guard where we did the, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches and the food at keto fest. So I'm in there. But um, some things came home from the studio. My grand piano came home, and it's really just a baby grand. It's not a big grand. But some big tables here, and I set up a big green screen behind me, and I got lights. And I started doing um, a YouTube show for uh, Dev Express, which is, funnily enough, the – My former uh, employer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was and the chief Mark Miller's employer. For four years, and Mark Miller's employer. Yeah, I employed him. That's right. So it's all your fault, really, and all, <laughs> <laughs> all Ray's fault. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So I've been doing video content for them, and they they have been a wonderful partner throughout this whole thing. So there's that. I'm going to be doing keto mini fests again. So these are things that I do at my house, and uh, basically, there's it's just like a little miniature keto fest party. And I shall show up with dessert. Yes, you shall. So, so the other thing that happened this year was that pot became legalized in in Connecticut. Oh, that's right, it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it did. I can't believe I can't carry. It. Wait, I missed that. This yeah. is what happens when you just don't watch television and you live uh, in a no, forest and you live in a forest <laughs> with a bunch of cats in a, in a gingerbread house with a bunch of cats. Carry, you're becoming Carrie. a meme. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, yes, yes. Pot is legal in Connecticut, and uh, it's it's not a crime now to have. Uh, it on you. Possession is not, uh, you can't be jailed for it. And I believe you can have, like, you can grow like four pounds a year or something or a wow. quarter. Okay. Without, yeah. But so they, they expect the retail. <laughs> yeah. They expect the retail <laughs> business to be in full swing by this time next year. Mm. So who knows? that Then the next Keto Fest could be very Might be late. <laughs> 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 Literally. <laughs> Literally. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> Pot ice cream, anyone? Oh my god, that don't even doesn't say that. sound very good. I can remember <laughs> no, one morning drinking there. bong water and going, oh, that's not <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's that's not water. <laughs> All right. So So to make a short story longer, let's uh find out if either of you have discovered any new ingredients or foods in the last couple of years. I'm re- I really want to know. You're asking a bunch of introverts to like give you an immediate answer about something that we need a day to think about, but okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you haven't discovered any new ingredients or I, new- I've uh, got to think now. How about you, Richard? I, to be honest, all of my keto is pretty much in a rut. I, I, I eat the same things day in, day out. It's yeah. uh, the things I love and- for the most part, um, 
there's very few new recipes that I'm that I have to find because I've got so many that I like that I use day in day right. out. Um, I one thing that I've been doing, I, you know, I used to do fennel salad all the time. Oh yeah, and that's quite yeah. finicky. It's nice, but it's quite finicky because you have to cut the cheeks off all the blueberries, and you have to make yeah. in that, and the, and you have to use a, a Benwinner uh, grater to grate the to to have every stick of the fennel the same right. shape and size, and you can't sort of mash it with a that's a know, mandoline cheaper grater, a mandoline, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so. Um, so anyway, the the I used to do that, but it was it was a bit of hard work. So I found actually a a, a, a something I even I prefer even more, and that is uh, I make um, homemade mayonnaise with uh, uh, avocado oil, a raw egg, and a little bit of mustard and a little bit of acid, uh, usually vinegar uh, or uh, lemon juice, a bit of salt and pepper. And so that's a, that's a, a basic mayonnaise. You, you make it with a stick blender. It takes about. I do the same thing. Two minutes to make it, and uh, and so I I I start with the mayonnaise, and then I chop cabbage up very finely, and so it's I'm still doing the same kind of thing with the, the matchsticks, but I'm I'm using a knife to do it, but it's okay. a, lot, a lot quicker to go through. Uh, it, it's very hard to use a mandolin on on cabbage, and th- what I add to it is. Um, uh, capsicum or bell peppers in America, you'd call them. Uh, so I, uh, I cut the bell peppers to the same shapes. So it's little matchstick size pieces of cabbage and bell pepper and mayonnaise to make a, a, a coleslaw. A slaw. And yeah. I've been having that with every meal. I, I put a bit of celery salt on it. That's the only seasoning that it gets. Celery and salt's so fabulous. Yeah. It is, isn't it? And so, and, and, and I, I will have that with one of my, um, uh, 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 slow cooked, uh, slow cooked meats, or I'll have it. I've, I've been having pork knuckle a lot lately because uh, Dude, you're Costco. talking my language, man. I just made yeah. pork shanks for dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah. Braised pork so, shanks for me yeah. and Emmy and Kelly. Nice. Well, I, 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 I get these pork knuckles that are pre-braised from Costco. They're in plastic bags in a box, and um, you just throw them on the, you throw them on the in the oven for. Uh, 50, 50 minutes per kilogram, and they end up with crackling on the outside and and uh, delicious pork shank in the middle. And they they ship with a bunch of gel, which is just the sort of the gel that's come out of the of the of the braising stock uh, and and the actual uh, joint itself. And so I I pull all I don't cook that gel. I pu- pull all that off and put it in a pan and uh, get it to a, reduce it essentially, um, get it to boil and reduce, and then add a little bit of butter to that and, um, and monte, the, monte the butter into it. And it makes, or maybe a little bit of cream, maybe. It's exactly what I did today, man. To people. And it is just like the best sauce. So, you know, that with, that with the coleslaw, that's pretty much how I, that's, that's, that's been my meal, my go-to for, for yeah, months. <laughs> I, it's funny that you say that because I did almost the exact same thing. I took the uh, the juice from the bottom of the you know the braising liquid, and I added a little bit of uh, f- frozen and then thawed um, demi glace veal demi, mm. yeah, and then blended that up with a stick blender. And of course, the whole thing emulsifies and just makes yeah. your fingers sticky and your mouth yeah. sticky. Like, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> So the one thing I did, I finally, and I know this isn't new to you, but I finally got around to playing with citric acid. Oh, yeah. And cheese. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the so mozzarella's, made half, mozzarella's. half a cup of broth 
in a pan, heat it up with half a teaspoon of citric acid and um, heat it up and then add eight ounces of cheese and you've got this perfect oh, cheese sauce. Cheese sauce. Nice. Yeah. And there's none of the, you know, the whole making the roux and all that. It's just the simplest thing ever. And it was kind of, you know, for someone who's been traditionally trained, it was kind of like this can't possibly work, you know. It so was like I, it, it, I think you're talking about trisodium citrate rather than citric acid, right? Am I talking? Have I got the wrong name? No, no. Well, citric acid is what makes lemons tart, but Hold this is trisodium second. citrate. I think the the cheese sauce emulsifier. We've been yeah. sodium about sodium citrate. Yes, yes. yeah, that's yeah. it. Yes. So sodium citrate, sorry, had citric acid on the brain. So yeah. sodium citrate. And, you know, for, for me, learning how to do it the, air quotes, proper way <laughs> and, and then thinking, no, you don't have to do any of that. You just, right. I was kind of like, no, no, you know, and no, that can't work. And that makes no sense why it works. But I did it and it's the easiest thing in the world. Have you tried actually tasting it? It tastes like salt. Mm -mm. It is a salt, essentially. You're just tasting the. The sodium, essentially. The sodium, yeah. 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 So that was my – I know it wasn't new to you, but that was new to me. Well, that's I great. I finally got around to it. So, Are you doing sous vide yet? No, I still <laughs> haven't got my sous vide out. But as I said, the last, the last 16 months have been <laughs> interesting in my kitchen. And um, right. I'm, I'm now – I've had a lot of work done on the house and I'm – um, I'll be back there. Well, speaking of non sequiturs, I'm looking at the <laughs> last show that we did, 201, in August 2020, and we talk about Keto Fest online. And I'd forgotten all about that. I was writing this tool that, uh, that we were going to use to test out. And um, what happened was uh, employment came along and uh, <laughs> sort of took the wind out of my sails. But, but I am using that to do a local meetup. Uh, tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow as we record this. So it's already happened by the time you're listening. So we are testing it out in the wild, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that maybe someday. Um, Carrie. Yes. What people may not know is that in future episodes, we will probably have you back for the segment that we call Recipes! <laughs> she loves it. Jeez, she just uh, Carrie just loves it when she we can't do recipes. Wait until we say that. I do. Um and yeah. yes, it will be my pleasure. I'll be delighted to to be recipe girl. Excellent. Make me you a sandwich, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of now lettuce Carl's would you lost like? It. Carl, Carl's blushing. <laughs> what kind of lettuce would you like that on, sir? Iceberg, <laughs> romaine. <laughs> uh, uh, you could do parsley sliders. <laughs> parsley leaf sliders. I uh, kill me. All right. Anyway, Carrie, what's uh, what's your recipe today? So, because I think a lot of people. Um, took a step away from keto for various reasons. And we hear on the grapevine that, that people are struggling to get back or, or, or kind of feeling some shame maybe about having gone away and coming back or have fallen off the wagon and just 
can't really remember how to get back on. I thought that this week I would do something that is incredibly simple, very fast, in no weird ingredients, just a super fast, super delicious um, dinner. So yeah. chicken meatball skillet. Mm. And you, and this is using, actually, when I made this, I actually bought the meatballs. So if you're really, like, struggling to get back in the kitchen, this is super simple. I'm not even asking you to make the meatballs. They're here in the U.S. anyway. I'm not sure about elsewhere in the world, but um, Costco, for one, has some fantastically clean um all just fresh ingredient chicken meatballs, and that's what I used for wow. this. Um, the The ones that I used were, I think the brand is Amalu, A-M-Y-L-U, okay. and they, yeah, they're at Costco, and they're cheap, and they're delicious, and they're like the cleanest things ever. There's By clean, you mean carb-free? Oh, not just carb-free, but there is like, it's just... Herbs chicken. and chicken, and Great. I mean, it's just like I don't, can't remember five ingredients: rosemary, salt, pepper, chicken, and wow, I'm going to have to go get some of them. There's no binders, there's no anything. They're just like super clean, carb free. So, um, this is using those because okay. I thought that it would it it would take any stress out of getting back into the kitchen to cook something. Right. So I just took um, a pound of these chicken meatballs and I cut them in half or quarters, whatever works for you. Then in a large pan, I just heated up some avocado oil or you can use coconut oil if that's what you prefer. I added the, the halved or quartered meatballs and I sauteed them over high heat until browned. These are actually nice. cooked. So they just, they only need a minute just to get some color. Yeah. You're not trying to cook them. You just need to brown them. Then I added half a cup of heavy cream. I seasoned with some good sea salt and ground black pepper. I stirred that all together and then I brought the cream just to the boil. Then I reduced the heat so the cream is simmering and I added eight ounces of cherry tomatoes that I had cut in half and I added eight ounces of mushrooms, which I had quartered, or you can cut them into thick slices depending on the size of your mushrooms. And I stirred that well. I allowed the mixture to simmer for a few minutes until the mushrooms were just cooked because overcooked mushrooms are so just cooked the mushrooms and the tomatoes were warmed through so literally no more than a couple of minutes and then i spooned the meatballs and the sauce into serving bowls and liberally sprinkled chopped fresh basil over the top so super simple very very tasty and super keto yeah so and cheese and basil go really well together yeah yeah so um, any grain-free meatball that you can get your hands on will do. And if you have the energy and the enthusiasm to make your own, you can make your own chicken meatballs too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Literally a five-minute dinner, and it's super delicious. 
the nice thing about that is when you cook any meat like that, you're sauteing uh, meatballs in a in the in the in a skillet. It, they're rendering out the fat, and the fat's where a lot of the flavour is. So when you added the cream, that would have taken up all of the flavour of the chicken. So it wouldn't be. I suspect it wouldn't be particularly a cream forward meal, but a chicken forward meal. Yeah. Yep. It would have taken up the essence of all of the chickens and then oh that sounds delicious. I yeah, it sounds I'm great. Try that one. Yeah. I'm uh, headed to Costco tomorrow morning. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure if Costco in Australia has the chicken balls, but they have pork pork balls, similar kind of thing. We use those. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, and I mean if you did if you did a pork version, you could use sage instead sage. of basil. Yeah. Right. Would would go really, really well with pork balls if if that's what you have. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that's it for our comeback show. We're going to – do you want to do one t- next week or the week after? What would you like to do? Well, I think we'll see how we go. I mean, the, we don't want to We don't want to set unfair expectations. Uh, no, but, that's um, true. We used to, we used to, sh- to ship a podcast on the, on the, on the hour every week uh, on a regular basis, and that was, uh, that was when we were trying to build up a market, and that's what you have to do to be able to do that. Um, this, I think, I think we're going to, we're going to, we, we probably won't be exactly weekly, but we might be. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll have but to see. Yeah. On, depends on guests because really this is a guest focused show. So, um, yeah, for the most part, uh, the guests this week have been Richard, Carl, and Carrie. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, thank you, Richard, Carl, and Carrie, for, yes, for joining us on all. the podcast. <laughs> and thank you for listening. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time. On two Two Keto keto dudes. dudes. Yay! (laughs) 